Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. What's up? It's the World Travel Dad Show. Our motto is, don't wait till you're 65 to take the trips you could be taking today. Today is our first episode from a special place called Senur, Bali. And of course, anytime we get to a new location, we always start off by pretending we know everything about the place when we may have only been here for a few days. And we call that segment the do's and don'ts. Let's not waste any time here. The first do is one that is very dear to my heart, and that is jogging. Yes, you can jog in Sanur. A lot of people do it. They have a long beach, and they have something akin to like a boardwalk, a little bit like what I grew up with on the Jersey Shore, but it's uh, different, um, but it's plenty Plenty of room to get out and jog. You can even jog on the streets. Um, you can jog on the sidewalks. Endless possibilities. I couldn't be happier. I've been jogging almost every single day. And my family was going crazy because I was doing nothing but complaining about the lack of jogging in Ubud. So thankfully, the first do is jogging here in Sanur. Okay, our very first don't, unfortunately, is don't drink the water. This appears to, this just this is going to be just a standard don't. I can't see any country uh, where we're going to be going in the next few months where you can actually drink the water. Uh, Singapore next week will be there for Thanksgiving, and um, we'll do a separate episode on that. But it looks like you might be able to drink the water there. But otherwise, the human race is uh, screwed because we don't have any fresh drinking water. It's impossible to treat. I was talking to our guide yesterday on Noosa Panita, and he's been catching rainwater in an underground well. And um, if you listen to our episode about the water purification experiment that I did with my eight-year-old son, you'll know that rainwater is pretty clean. The problem with rainwater is if you leave it uncovered, uh, mosquito eggs can hatch in there. So it gets pretty tricky, but they have an underground tank, so maybe that solves it. But human race is screwed and don't drink the water. Okay, next, do go to the beach. There's a very nice beach here. There's some restaurants along the beach. The very short walk from the place that we rented out. And we are so happy to get back to a beach after spending a month in Ubud. Ubud is great for many reasons, but the outdoor opportunities are very minimal. It's very claustrophobic. And just being able to walk down to a beach and um, lie down and read a book has been just tremendous. And 
the kids are enjoying it. We've been playing some games on the beach. We took some kayaks out the other day. Um, there's a nice little cheap warung where we've been having our lunches. Uh, it's cash only, so bring your cash. But definitely go to the beach when you're in Sinur. It's one of the main draws here, and it's good to see that there is a an actual beach. I had heard about it, but you spend 30, 30 days up in the mountains, you start to doubt that one actually exists. Okay, um, when you come to Sinur, don't expect cheap lodging. Okay, this is sort of like the Australian version of Cancun for Americans. There's some high-end lodging here. We rented an Airbnb. It's very professionally run, but it's double the cost of our Ubud lodging, and that really breaks my heart because I got so excited about things being ultra cheap here in Bali, and our lodging is... um, quite expensive now obviously it's all relative and my wife likes to remind me that you could be staying in a motel six in detroit for the same price and i know i get it but i still i don't do the relativity game i like to look at what the actual costs are for the lodging in that area and we're paying a boatload for this place but i love it I just can't get enough of this place. Professionally administered, it's amazing, and it's a good splurge, and it's one that World Travel Dad just uh, had to do. Not that I had any choice. Okay, on the other hand, uh, one of the do's are you should uh, go shopping. You should try to go shopping here. Um, I dropped into... A little beach beachside uh, shack, and started flipping around. I bought a hat for my son. He needed a bucket hat because he loses his bucket hat everywhere we go, and we think we left his all the way back in London. So it's about time for a bucket hat. So we got a cool one, and I found a pair of shorts, or maybe I should say the shorts found me. They're just kind of poking out of a stack. They were the drawstring short. Um, that I really like, and let me just tell you the inseam. I mean, everyone knows that I, I, you know, I love a short inseam. I'm looking at these shorts right now, by the way, and they might be pushing a four-inch inseam. Uh, you know, to borrow a line from old school, Will Ferrell, these babies aren't exactly street legal. Um, they have one pocket, one side pocket. That's it. I don't know, you know. Who is sitting in the boardroom on that decision? You know, do we give it a pocket or not? You know, do, uh, but they went with one pocket. But you know what? I've used the pocket, so maybe they they knew what I needed. You know, before I did. As always, you should be trying to negotiate your deals, just like real estate. You know, don't fall in love with something. You know, you got to be prepared to walk from the deal. Um, these uh, ladies are. Uh, really tough negotiators. Um, I like to think I was a pretty good negotiator having been um, a personal injury attorney for almost two decades. Uh, But these ladies, they go at it. Um, 
they really know what they're doing. They know their leverage points, and I, I can respect that. Okay, here's one that's a little difficult. It has to do with the beach. Don't expect a beach-breaking wave. I don't know if people care as much as I do about beach-breaking waves, but my kids are at the age where we really like to have waves that break. It's just it's a it's a constant fun game that can be played. It's impossible to be bored around breaking waves because you can always jump over them, go under them, you can try to ride them. Um, don't expect those here in Sanur. There's there's a reef that's blocking, I guess, the the, the waves from coming in, and so what you're gonna get are just these kind of old person like little plunge pool type situations, which are quite nice. Um, they're fine, but you get bored really quickly. So, you know, be expect to have to entertain your kids beyond just showing up at the beach. Uh, some beaches are so good that you can just show up. Um, this beach, you're going to have to get creative. We can talk about some of those ways. We'll be right back. I can't tell you how versatile the Wise Card has been for my travels. From paying for my kids' school tuition in Ubud to wiring the tour company payment for our snorkeling trip, the Wise Card has been there for me. Let me explain how it works. From the States or anywhere, you purchase foreign currency and keep it in your WISE account. It becomes your de facto foreign bank account. You purchase at the current exchange rate. If you think the dollar is at its peak in value, purchase a foreign currency, pay a very minimal fee, and voila, you have your short dollar position. Congratulations, you're now a foreign currency trader, and you didn't have to open a bank account in Montenegro. And fellas, your wife wants to go to Italy. She's sick of the bowling alley as your idea of entertainment. Why not start by opening your WISE account today? If you use the link in the show notes, capitalize with at least $300 US, World Travel Dad gets a minuscule kickback that I promise to use on cheap beer. Take your wife to Italy. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. Moving along, the next do is eat Mexican food. Do eat Mexican food. This one's a huge shocker. Everyone knows that my family loves Mexican food. Having been to Mexico plenty of times because we're from the States, that's something that um, my kids eat all the time, and we eat it in Colorado. And coming to Southeast Asia, I warned everyone, I think we ought to forget about Mexican for a while. And in fact, when we were in uh, Ubud for a month, we really did kind of have to forget about it. I had some good tortillas one time. Other than that, it was like, you know, you're way overpaying for stuff. And this is one of my major points. No matter where you are in the world, you should be buying local stuff. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be fresher. The problem there is some of the stuff's kind of an acquired taste. Um, you know, I I like papayas now, 
but that wasn't always the case. Um, we had an au pair from Brazil that actually told me about papayas. Otherwise, I just like melons, you know. I Nobody really likes melons until you do. It's kind of like um, that's how acquired tastes are. So that's what happens. And, you know, we love the things that Southeast Asia generally produces, the fruits, the chicken, the rice. Mexican food was not one of them. But we came to Sanur, and apparently Sanur was founded, the the expat scene was founded by a, a bunch of gringos in the 70s who missed their, uh, missed their tacos. And so there's kind of this holdover legacy availability of Mexican food. Tequisa is one place near us. That's a place to try in the area. Um, pretty good stuff. They do a good job. And of course... You know, I it shouldn't be a huge surprise. I mean, it's not that hard to get the stuff. Uh, avocados are abundant here. And so I was always shocked. It just, they don't really know how to do it. But here in Sanur, some, some people know what they're doing. Okay, the next don't. Don't make eye contact with the street vendors. Looks like we're, we're, we're going back, we're turning back the clock on this one. You know, when I was a kid going to Mexico, there was the unwritten rule that you just don't even make eye contact with these people. Uh, they will come over and they will make your life miserable for the rest of the day if you make any kind of eye contact. And that's how I was raised. But it seems like maybe 10 or so years ago, there was like this truce you know, between the beach vendors and tourists. And everyone laid down their arms and... Um, there was like this new breed of street vendor that did the soft sell. You know, they, they wanted to let their bracelets speak for themselves. And so they, they wouldn't harass you. You could actually ask them questions, engage them. You could say no thank you. And this is actually how Puerto Vallarta, Mexico is right now. I, the beach vendors there are very pleasant and um, they're not pushy. And so I was unprepared for the newer beach vendors they're uh, they're sharks. There's no situation that is too uncomfortable for them. They will sit and they'll make your life miserable and they will not leave. You almost have to push them away. And that all comes from making the eye contact. And so my advice, just don't do it. Don't make eye contact. Look straight down. Look at the sand. Walk by them. Uh, live to fight another day. Do take an excursion. I recommend a snorkeling excursion. I will talk about that at the end of this episode as the, the bonus Nusa Pineda excursion part. And um, I can hear the scuba people right now. They're rolling their eyes. All of our scuba, all of our patty, you know, listeners out there. Look, I'm sorry. I know that the snorkelers, I know we're the, the dorks here, but snorkeling is kind of cool. You know, I hadn't done it in a long time, and we went yesterday, and my goal was to have the kids do it. I remember when I was a kid with my dad, snorkeling was a very exciting thing for me. Um, it's something I vividly remember, and the things that you can see, and the feeling of the feeling of kind of exploration, and that's uh, what it was. We we jumped in, and I'll get to this later, but the kids liked it almost instantly because it's easy, you know, it's not something you have to get too geared up for. 
And so mission accomplished. I was hesitant because I'm paranoid and I'm extremely stingy. And so every excursion to me looks like a gigantic ripoff. And so I'm always very hesitant. But I think that the excursion game here is a good value. And for all that we got from it, um, I would I would recommend partaking. And the final don't is don't buy suntan lotion here. Just, you know, sunscreen, whatever you want to call it. Don't buy it in town. There is a monopolistic cabal of bloodthirsty suntan producing merchants here that have colluded they've fixed the price unreasonably you know i I was telling my wife if there was an ftc in indonesia they'd be all over these guys you know i'd love to i'd love to see what the sherman antitrust act in the in the states would say about this cabal but don't buy it here it's insane try to get it somewhere else maybe the the duty-free shop in the airport that you know, that's one place I never thought I'd go, but now I'm starting to think that I was wrong all these years, and I'm gonna start hitting up those duty freeze. You know, pick up your rum, pick up your suntan lotion, and your chocolate bars. So that's the do's and don'ts of Sanur. It's a it's a wonderful place. We'll have some detail in the show notes. And now I wanted to talk about the. Uh, trip to Nusa Penida. We took it yesterday. It is a boat trip to start. You take a boat from Sanur Harbor over to this island called Nusa Penida. It's past Nusa Lambangan, which is the one that I believe you see right from the beach. It's just past there. It takes about an hour to get out there through the strait. You're kind of out in the open ocean. That's that's always kind of fun. They call this thing the fast boat. Um, I think that's maybe a bit much, um, but it's a, it's a pretty big boat. So I guess, you know, it's moving at kind of a clip. Um, I, I could, you know, my son asked me how many knots, you know, I was traveling. Um, I didn't, I didn't know right off the top of my head. I'd say, I'd say we were pushing 15 knots. Then you go and you put down anchor right off shore at Nusa Penida and the whole process a little bit complicated. They have to shuttle you in. That was a bit of a bummer to start the day. You know, we were supposed to take a 7 a.m. boat. Um, We were eight minutes late getting to the dock, but we were there in time to catch this supposed 7 a.m. boat only to find out that I don't even think the thing went out at seven. I think they just wait till they fill it and then they go. So we caught the, air quotes, you know, 7.30 boat. I think we left a little after 8. We got, we, we finally got to check in for the snorkeling at around 9.30, you know, and then they kind of sold this package as this ultra private package, but it's not really, you know, you go out on this boat with a bunch of people. But I got over that pretty quickly because it's sort of the only way to do it. You can't really have private snorkeling packages these days unless you pay a boatload of money and we didn't we didn't pay a lot so we everyone got piled into the boat uh no one no one got seasick at this point and it's a fun little boat ride you know you go around you you stop at four separate snorkeling spots the first spot is stingray cove we had heard about this sorry manta ray cove not stingray 
Um, manta rays are different, and they are they're skittish. And the we we showed up, and there were a couple of manta rays, but they you know you you dump all these goofy snorkelers into the water, and and those guys those uh, manta rays got the heck out of there. I don't blame them. I mean they were gone, but we did see them from above. And this little section of water was pretty awesome. Um, the my kids' uh, first snorkeling was not in this like protected cove, I and mean, we were kind of out there in the ocean next to a sheer rock wall. And uh, my son kind of dove right in. My my uh, daughter was a little bit hesitant at that run, and so we waited till the next spot to get her in. And eventually, we all got got in. We got, um, they took a GoPro picture of us all snorkeling, which is definitely going to be the Christmas card this year. You know, I mean, how could you not use that one? Um, we, we finished the other couple of spots, you know, really fun. Then they brought us back and our tour guide, um, the guy, you know, we had gone through a, a full day tour and so he drove us to a couple of beach spots. The first one is... Kling King Beach, which is this um, really dramatic. Um, I took some pictures on Instagram of this. If you follow World Travel Papa, and it's very, very dramatic, and it was kind of like legit. You know, in my lexicon, it's something's either not legit or it's legit. So this was legit, and it was the the buildup that you hear. Uh, Nusa Penita wasn't even a big deal until about six years ago. So they're just starting to get the tourist infrastructure up. And it was fine for what we needed. So drove up there, saw some monkeys. Um, these monkeys were causing all sorts of trouble. And they're making noise. And they are really funny. Um, they're kind of scary. They make a ton of noise because people, they, they know they can scare you by jumping on these tin roofs, you know, making all sorts of racket. And after we left there, we went to um, uh, Crescent Beach, I believe it's called. And this was a really interesting beach. We had actually gone by in a boat earlier and seen people hanging out on this beach. And I'm glad that we got to see it from the beach side. Um, they had some breaking waves and we all kind of dove around, ducked under, and just had fun for about an hour. And then it was back to the boat and all the way back to Sanur. And really long day, you know, 12-hour day, but really fun. And you got to pack those in um, every now and then. But with our young kids, you can't do them too much. They'll They'll have a mutiny. And I always, I never recommend that you push too much. Um, you want positive association. You know, that's my mantra. You want, you want the kids to have positive memories of this stuff. So that's uh, what we did. And it was a, a great trip. And we'll, uh, maybe I'll try to link um, to this tour group. Um, there's, there are a thousand different companies it's impossible to, to tra you know get one down so if you find one that's okay and you get a referral that's gold so i can refer this one put it in the show notes and next week we are in singapore i have an exciting episode planned regarding thanksgiving celebrations and where we are doing our thanksgiving meal 
yes, I'm, I'm already thinking about the Thanksgiving meal. I saw a show about it, and I can't wait to share that with all of our many listeners, regardless of the country. I see that we have some other countries popping up, and maybe you're interested in Thanksgiving. Probably not, but my American listeners are, so that's what we're going to be talking about. All right, see you next time.